coming to you from the studios of 3411 Coworking. Welcome to another great episode of Between Two Trains. My name is Theo, and I'd like to introduce you to our co-hosts, Van Pappas of Oxygen Financial and Jason Wheelock of Compass Realty. And now, Between Two Trains. Welcome and Happy New Year. Welcome to another episode of Between Two Trains. Here we are in 2019 coming to you again, and we've got a great lineup of guests for 2019. Uh, We're so excited to bring you, and um, I am solo today. I'm flying without a co-host, and my guest today is Liz Carlisle. She's got a really interesting business called Motherhood Unstressed. We're going to talk about her business, about being an entrepreneur, and she's also a fellow podcaster, so we're going to have some fun with that. So, Liz, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. So, tell tell us uh, first, what exactly is Motherhood Unstressed? So, Motherhood Unstressed is an overarching brand, and part of that brand is my podcast under the same name. Um, it's a CBD product, which I just launched uh, in October 2018. For, for our listeners, what is a CBD product? Explain so CBD that. is short for cannabidiol, and it's one of the 85-plus compounds in the hemp plant. Not to be confused with the marijuana plant. Okay. It's the sister plant to that. Um, and it's just an amazing compound for stress, anxiety, pain, inflammation, if you have trouble sleeping. I mean, it's the closest thing to snake oil that I've ever seen. It's amazing. Um, So what I, you know, part of motherhood and stress started as a blog. And then I went to IAN, which is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and became a health coach and started to grow my Instagram during that time. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew that the content I was producing, which was about my own experience of motherhood was touching other lives. And that excited me. And so through that process, I started the podcast and it just continued to grow. And then this, the last step of that brand was the CBD product. And it was the final step in helping people, women, especially moms, become more grounded and calm. Because, I mean, as you know, as a parent, it's one of the most stressful, yeah. crazy jobs that there is. Trust me, I've got a 12-year-old. I know exactly. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's insane. And yeah. so I wanted something that I knew worked because as, you know... I hate to use the word influencer, but I, you know, I was always getting contacted by brands from my Instagram to promote their products. And one CBD company you reached out to me. don't have to be embarrassed me. about being an influencer. It's such a, I don't know. There's a stigma, I guess, too. But it's reality of today's marketing. Everyone yeah. uses influencers. So when did you start Motherhood Unstressed? How long has it been now? Gosh, I would say it really began um, at the end of last year, 2017. Okay. So it's been a good year of growth. And now you started this after you had a child, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. My, my, my son, my oldest is six. Okay. And it was really through that process that I realized I didn't know what I was doing. I was overwhelmed. I was stressed out. You didn't get the handbook? No, you didn't get the manual? (laughs) Right. And so it was just, I felt like I was thrown into a washing machine. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. And I, I felt like I was lacking. Especially those first three years, right? Those first three years are so tough. Crucial. And it's, you know, my marriage, my marriage suffered. I didn't know if I was being a good mom. I was super hard on myself. I wasn't taking time for myself. And it wasn't until I was bathing my son one night, my oldest, and I just started to cry that I realized that I needed to make a change. And so that's when I started to journal and meditate and take time to go work out. You know, even though I felt super guilty leaving the house, 
I was like, no, Liz, you need to do this. And from there, I kind of pulled myself out of that baby blue funk that I would say 99% of women get into when they have their first kid. I like kid. that, baby blue funk. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't postpartum depression, yeah. but it was it was something. Something right. was going on. No, I think, I hey, I'm right there. I understand that. I, I remember what it was like. You know, it's it was, hard. It's so hard. And, you know, when my second son, when I was pregnant with my second son, I knew already what I had to how do. How old is he? He's three now, okay. almost four. And so I was like, okay, I have a game plan. I know what I need to do. And then when he became more, you know, self-sufficient, you know, who's sleeping through the night, that's when I started to blog about what I had gone through and, you know, my darkness. And, you know, when you get vulnerable with people, it ends up helping them, you know, mm-hmm. because guarantee you someone is going through what you've gone through. I guarantee it. And so I blogged about, hey, I didn't really know what was up or down. I had a really hard time when I first became a mom, but this is how I helped myself. And so the blogs kind of blew up a little bit, and then they turned into published articles on Red Tricycle and Elephant Journal. And and that was when I started to see, like, well, you know, this is making an impact. This excites me. And so then it grew into the podcast and now the CBD supplements. And it's just, it feels right. And every day I get messages from women saying, you know, wow, you really inspired me, or thank you for saying that, or I'm going through this too. Thank you. And that's all the motivation I need to, to keep going. Like it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. So let's talk about um, being an entrepreneur and starting off this. So it, it sounds like it sort of started out of a passion of telling your story and it's now turned into a business. So, you know, tell us about that transformation and when did you really first say, Hey, you know, I can make some money at this, right? Right. It turned from just sort of a hobby thing to an actual business. And that's the perfect way to say it because it really started out me just needing to write down what I went through just to process it. Mm -hmm. And then when you start hearing feedback from people, positive feedback, that's it's encouraging. And it makes you think, well, I need to keep this going. Whatever this is, whatever I'm doing, I don't even really know what this is but I enjoy it and it lights me up in a way that, you know, my regular job hasn't maybe ever, you know, and I know people who are listening to this are nodding their heads. When you, when you hit on something that excites you, you need to keep following it. And so when I enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition to become a health coach, I was like, okay, I'm going to become a health coach. And it was super fascinating listening to all the lectures and, and just really engaging in that whole health and wellness culture. And I was like, this is what I need to do. And so I would do health coaching here and there, but I didn't really have the time to really invest in my clients. You know, it's, it's very time intensive. So I was like, well, I still want to help people. I still want to coach here and there, but I don't know if I can go all in and then have my nine to five and be a mom and the podcast and da, da, da. So I knew I still needed to stay on that path, but I didn't know exactly what. And that's when I first tried CBD as an influencer and just felt how amazing you know, it was to take that supplement, to feel more grounded, to feel more calm. And I was like, okay, I know what I need to do. This is, this is the next step. Right. And to, to, to really then go all in on a business standpoint. All right. So you started the business at that point. You're selling the product now. Mm-hmm. How are you selling this product? Are so you- we have direct to consumer through my website, Motherhood Unstressed. Mm-hmm. And then I also have uh, the product in several stores in Atlanta and New York. This is branded as a Mother Unstressed product or does it have another name to it? No, it's Motherhood Unstressed. And then it just says CBD on there. 
Um, so we're in Nuts and Berries in Brookhaven, and okay. we're also in um, Roots Juices in Buckhead. Okay. Yeah. And so you, basically you're starting here locally at some local shops. Yes. What's the plan from there to continue spreading to other local shops or... Absolutely. Like I definitely feel at home, you know, in Atlanta, spreading it that way. Um, but we're also working on some bigger distributions as well. Um, now, is this a product that you would see? Uh, and you know, honestly, it's been so long since I've even seen one of these stores. The GNC stores, do they still exist? They or, do still exist. Okay, I never see them anymore. Where are they? They yeah. must be in the mall. I saw one at the outlet. At the outlet. <laughs> um, so, is this a product that would be sold in a place like that? Not yet, just okay. because there is such a fear around CBD. I think a lot of big brands see that and they think. They think, yeah. But it's again, hey, we're gonna we're 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 being a drug dealer. Exactly. You're already a drug dealer. Let's be real. But they're I think you know they're overcautious right now. Now sure. legislation is changing, um, very soon to make hemp. You know, especially with zero THC yeah. or less. Well, Canada. You know, last year Canada you know came out and oh yeah. I think it's just a, a it's domino. A it's yeah. a domino. It's falling. Absolutely. You know, California, Colorado. Well, and that's unfortunately in Georgia, we'll probably be late to the game. Yeah, but I think money talks, and I think when people feel the benefits and they see the benefits in their lives and their families' lives, I think it's just a matter of time before they. You know, it's funny. I I, as a financial planner, I have clients that often come and want to buy certain investments, and you know, over the last twelve months, they often ask about. Yeah, I know we're going off on a side tangent here, but about about pot and and Mm -hmm. you know how do I get into pot stocks and I typically talk them out of it because none of these companies are making any money. Um, but there is something that I think is a really great uh, thing to look at in that industry. And that's not necessarily the people that are growing, but the land that they're growing on mm. and, you know, buying into a real estate investment where, you know, I think that could be a, a pretty interesting Absolutely. way to go about it. Anyways, Absolutely. Comment for another podcast, another episode. <laughs> so, all right, you got this in Nuts and Berry down in Brookhaven. Mm-hmm. So, how did let's talk? If I'm a not, if I'm a listener of this podcast and I want to sort of start my business and I've got a product and I want to get into a retailer like that, you know, a local retailer. What did you do? Did you pick up the phone and start dialing? Did you go in and say, "Hey, I got this product." Tell us about that experience as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Um, and it's different with every store. So I'm going to preface with that. Um, but the best thing you can do initially is to start sending emails. There's there's contact emails on every single website, with, especially with small businesses. And just start reaching out and tell the store who you are, what you're about, what your mission is, and why they should even care about your product. You know, at the end of the day, think storytelling is really powerful. And so I would contact these stores and say, Hey, this is my story. I'm a real person. I really care about this product and this product is amazing. And here's why. And then you just, you really make it hard for them to say no, you know, at least to meet with you. Nuts and Berry was the first one. Or... Uh, the first one actually was a coffee shop in New York City. In, oh, really? In Astoria, New York. Okay. Yes, my friend. Um, so you're you're emailing all over the place. And yeah. how did that happen? Did they they got your email and they Well, called? the New York one, my friend had always visited this coffee shop. And okay. she's like, they sell CBD coffee. They have CBD here. Uh, and so she made the introduction. And I was actually already going to New York for um, a book launch event okay. for a friend of mine. And so I just went into the coffee shop. We we talked and um, closed the deal. Nice. That was the very first 
Yeah, that was really the first exciting. Sale, that was, that was, and I was uh, like, that was too easy. <laughs> that was a rush, wasn't it? Right. Hey, I sold my product. It was. It was my first Are real... they still a, a customer? Do they, they still are. buy? Yeah, they're called Higher Grounds in Astoria. Higher Grounds, and they sell... Yeah, all product. kinds of CBD of stuff. Of course, and probably some other things, too. <laughs> <laughs> but then, I mean, as far as locally, I just, I start with emails, and I just, yeah. you know, I try to make that connection, because a lot of times, you know, people probably just ignore the emails. How many... How many emails do you send before you get a response from someone? Honestly, if someone's interested... Do they respond after the first email? The ones that are really interested, yes. I would say 90% of people either ignore the email or say no thank you. Um, But then, I mean, if, if you look at it as a numbers game, like I do not take any no personally at all. It's all about moving it forward. There's a million stores out there. There's a million opportunities. You just keep it moving. And again, I think it's really important to, if you get kind of a soft no or maybe no response, to make sure that you follow up. I was going to say, the ones that didn't send any response, oh, I follow up with you're it. sending a follow-up. At least a, a week later. A week later? Yeah. How many times will you follow up? Just once? Twice? Like when they do you... Say when seven. Do you they say seven is the key. So that's after that, you pull them off your list and say, All right, if they haven't responded by now, they're not going Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. you got to keep it moving. Yeah. But it's fun. I mean, I honestly look at it like a fun, creative challenge. You know, if, if someone is not responding or maybe if they responded to one email and then they kind of ghosted, I'll show up at the store and be like, hey, you know, so-and-so here. I mean, it always helps to show face and show that you're a real person and that you really care about your business because that's part of it, too. I mean... Nuts and Berries wasn't initially excited to bring on another product. They have an amazing array of CBD products in stock. Oh, they already had it. They do. They have several great brands. So, you know, me coming in, it was like, oh, another one. But I kept showing up and I kept showing passion and excitement. And So is there a difference between you and the competitors or what's... Well, Let's talk about the product. Yeah, oh, what, sure. what makes your product different? If I go into Nuts and Berry and I see a shelf and it's got a bunch of these products on it, mm-hmm. why am I picking up yours over theirs? Right. So I wanted my product to stand out because I know that CBD is huge right now. So mine come in capsules, which I think is a lot more palatable to people who don't really know because a lot of CBD just comes in the oil form and you have to put it underneath your tongue and let it sit for 60 seconds. Oh, no, thank you. And then swallow it. So a lot of people are like, eh, swallowing oil, sitting there. Ah. So I was like, I'm going to start with a capsule. It's very easy. Everyone knows how to take a pill. And mine also contain ashwagandha and green tea, which ashwagandha, if you know, is, is an Indian herb and it's a really great balancer. It's another great stress reliever for your body. And then green tea is an amazing antioxidant, really great for your brain. Um, so that's different about mine. I hadn't seen any CBD products on the market that had those two adaptogens in them. So we're kind of working backwards here. So mm-hmm. we talked about the sales and getting into the stores, and then we talked about the product. But you have to get this product from somewhere, and I don't think you've got like a you know a lab in your basement that you're mixing it up right so <laughs> right, right, how right. did you get this product does it come from china where's it come no, from no absolutely not so the cbd is sourced from colorado a okay. family farm in colorado the ashwagandha is sourced from india and then the green tea is sourced from the Yushu province in china and i do work with a manufacturer who encapsulates the product and then um ships it to me they're here in the states the... they're here in georgia yes okay. oh in georgia okay mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. And so um, let's talk a little bit more about that. Uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you said, hey, I've tried this stuff. 
it really helps me. I want to create my own product. You know, I wouldn't even know, and I'm a pretty smart guy, who to call that could make this. How did you end up finding this manufacturer to put all these products together? Yeah. It's one of those things where you try something you want to share it with the world when you really love it. Um, honestly, it was just Google. I okay. went on Google and I spent hours just researching and really vetting because there's, there's a lot of people out there who will do this for you. Okay. Um, you just need to really take the time um, and then get on the phone. Once you find, you know, you narrow it down, you get on the phone and you talk to people and you get a sense of their energy. And if it's scammy or if it doesn't feel right, move on to the next. I'm a really big proponent of energy and, and tapping into that. And you really can tell almost immediately. And you really, as an entrepreneur, I think it's especially important to trust your gut, you know, because it's, it's never wrong. So how involved were you in putting those particular products together into one? You know, it, did you see another product and you said, oh, if we add that, I mean, how did that come about? Yeah. How did you put the combination that you said, hey, none of my competitors have this combination? Yeah, I definitely selected those components. Okay. Um, but it, it's one of these places where you can, a lot of manufacturers have all of the raw product or mm -hmm. at least can order it easily. And so really, it, you can choose from the menu of what you want to do. You what can you really be creative. Yes. Okay. And there's just one product, right? You At don't have time. like different, like, yeah. uh, you know, peppermint or, you no, know, other, other flavored uh, types <laughs> of, um, is that something that you want to expand or you're, you're pretty happy with? Absolutely. I definitely want to expand and I definitely want to, I am going to do an oil, a full spectrum oil in the future. I also am looking into doing is pet it, CBD. What, does the oil affect you differently than the capsule? Um, people have said, and it really depends because there's not a, there's no studies out really which is better for which, but just anecdotally, people have said that, oh, the oil works better for me. I think it comes down to the quality of the CBD, honestly. Okay. Um, but I, I wanted to have something else to offer as well, um, you know, for people who prefer oil. So just like marijuana, there's different strains of yes. CBD and, and it's actually the terpenes involved that affect how you feel and okay. how the, the effects that take place. So a full spectrum would have all of the different compounds. Um, the current CBD product that I have is just CBD isolate. So there's no other terpenes, which are the different compounds in cannabidiol gotcha. and CBD. Gotcha. Well, that's very fascinating. Um, we're going to take a short break where we hear from our sponsors and we're going to come back and talk. Um, we, we play a fun game here on Between Two Trains called Hot or Not. So we're going to ask you to tell us if a particular thing as an entrepreneur is a hot thing to do or not such a hot thing. And we'll be right back after these messages. Are you a Shambly entrepreneur or business owner? Do you want to support the Shambly business community? then come join the Chambly Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber is dedicated to promoting and advocating for the business interests of our diverse community. Through our partnerships with government and community organizations, the Chamber looks to nurture positive business growth. The Chambly Chamber also offers many different sponsorship and hosting opportunities at our monthly breakfast meetings, which feature business leaders and speakers from around the Atlanta area, and at our larger events, such as the annual State of the City Address. Join the Chamber today to open a whole world of networking and advertising opportunities for your business. Learn more at ChamblyChamber.org. 
Looking for an affordable, functional, and creative space to work? Check out 3411 Coworking in downtown Chambly. They have flexible month-to-month office space options that include fiber internet, meeting rooms, printing, coffee, snacks, and networking events. 3411 Coworking is the perfect place for entrepreneurs, remote workers, and small business owners looking for a one-stop shop for your professional needs. Stop by for a tour Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and see how 3411 Coworking can work for you. Okay, welcome back to Between Two Trains. I'm sitting here. Um, we're, we're in the first of the year. We've got 2019. We're starting off with a bang, and we've got a great entrepreneur. Um, we've been talking about her product, um, her business, motherhood, unstressed, and now we're going to play Hot or Not. And um, so our first Hot or Not for the day is should you have a business plan? As an entrepreneur, do you think that's a hot thing to do? Did you create a business plan when you started this, or have you been sort of doing it by the seat of your pants? I feel like the correct answer is yes. Have a business plan. <laughs> well, I don't want to hear Did the I correct... do that? No. <laughs> I don't want to hear the correct answer. I want to know if you think it's a, a hot thing or not. I think should... it's a hot thing, but... If I'm, if I'm listening to this show and I want to start my own business, should I have a business plan? Should I start with a business plan, or should I do it like you did, where I just have my passion and I go after my passion with with all the gusto possible. Honestly, my gut instinct right now is to say, hot, have a business plan. Have a business plan. My personal experience didn't work out that way. And you really, the key, I think, is to really know yourself, know your strengths, know what you're good at, know how you operate, Mm -hmm. and then follow that. So, are you... You know, we've started the new year. Do you have any kind of plan for 2019? Or so my plan for 2019 is to expand. I mean, I think it sounds like you have now in your it's head, really, yes. you have a plan. You just may not have it didn't start out put that, that down on paper. Absolutely right. Yeah. So what's the goal for 2019? Expansion. Expansion? Yes. So it, another product, well, wait more a second. stores. Okay. All right. I was going to say, is it expansion of the product? Is it expansion of the blog? Is it expansion mm-hmm. of... The podcast, and we haven't even really talked about your podcast. I know. What? Uh, the answer is all of the above. Okay. Um, yes, I, just getting into more stores, getting into more hands, helping more people. How do you? How are you going to measure that? And now, now I'm kind of being a little critical, but how are you going to measure that expansion? You know, it, is your goal to be in? You're in how many stores now? Two, three. We are in three stores. Three stores. So is, stores, is the goal, do you have a number where you say, okay, yeah, I want to expand, but is that expand by one store or is it expand by a half dozen stores? When we are talking here at the end of 2019, mm-hmm. how many stores do you want to be in? 100. 100 stores? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That seems very ambitious. No other way to be. Yeah. You have to be a little out of your mind, I think, when you're an entrepreneur. You have to be insanely optimistic about your chances. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, let me throw another hot or not out since we mentioned the podcast. Let's just talk about hot or not podcasts. Are they hot. a hot thing? Hot. Well, I hot, hot why hot. did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> tell, no. tell us about your podcast. What do you, you know? So you are um, interviewing people. You're talking about motherhood. What exactly are you doing with the podcast? Is it just an extension of the blog? Or is it, it started off that? that way. No, it started off that way. And I initially just started interviewing different mothers on their own diverse experiences of motherhood from infant loss to, um, you know, breastfeeding to, you know, marriage, all of these different things. And then over time, it expanded into 
health and wellness, nutrition, sexuality, finances, entrepreneurship. I mean, it really expanded as the business grew. Um, everything that I was interested in at the time, I kind of went after guests that kind of met that interest. Um, and I, it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And now it's, it still is so diverse. Like last week I interviewed Matt Gutman from ABC news about his new book, boys in the cave. And then next week I'm going to be interviewing, um, young Jeezy's former manager about entrepreneurship and his journey to being a Nike athlete. I mean, it's just, Oh, two chains. Sorry, not the young Jeezy. Um, it's just really interesting. And again, it's one of those things where I'm just kind of following where it's taking you. Yeah. Following the passion, following the spark. And, and it just kind of grows on its own. Like I feel like motherhood on stress, the podcast, the brand is really something else outside of me that I'm just serving. Now you're doing that by yourself, right? You don't have any, partner or co-host or it's all just no, Liz it's just <laughs> and a microphone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I feel like, I mean, with each guest, it's really a team effort. Yeah. You know, I do, I rarely do solo episodes just because I have so many guests lined up. I mean, as I'm sure you know. I, honestly, this is only the second time I've done uh, one of these without a co-host. Um, I do want to thank, uh, in 2018, all my co-hosts, I had a number of them, um, you know, David Carter and Jason Wheelock and Tom Abbott. Thank you all so much for helping me with the podcast. So here we are, the second episode in a row that I've done solo, and it is an interesting experience mm -hmm. to, to do this, but you're right. It is kind of a team effort. So, oh, so um, here's another hot or not that I want to throw out to you, um, having a mentor. Mm. Did you have any mentor when you were getting going with this or did this just all come out of your experience? No, was... no I've had, I have so many mentors. I mean, most of my mentors come from, you know, online. I mean, they're, they're podcast hosts, they're authors, they're, okay. they're bloggers, they're people out there doing amazing things, putting out content every single day that speaks to me and touches me and inspires me, instructs me. I mean, that's the amazing thing about being alive today. You know, all this information is out there and it's not one or two people controlling the information. It's all these different people and you can find your mentors. If you're in a small town and you're homeschooled and you know, you feel like no one understands you. I guarantee you there's someone online who understands you and could speak to you and help you grow as a person. You just need to look and go out there and put yourself out there and you will find each other. You know, most of my mentors will never even know that I exist, but that doesn't mean that they haven't changed my life. Right. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I listen to like Gary Vee. If you're an entrepreneur, yeah. you must listen yeah, to him. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, there's just, there's so many, um, Lewis house. And I met him when I was in New York, just an amazing person. Um, uh, Jim quick, who's really good with memory and mind games and things like that. Like there's so many and, yeah. and there's just, there's no reason not a, to reach out. It is a great time to be able to express yourself. There's so many avenues uh, now and, and podcasts are obviously one and they're not for everyone, but, uh, but I think that's changing though. And yeah. going back to your original question, like, Think about it. like no one is really watching TV. And if you watch TV, you have to sit down. And most people are on their phones anyway when they're watching TV. Podcasts, you can clean the house, you can work out, you can be yeah. in your car on your commute. I mean, it's really, I think, the future of information dissemination. Yeah, the studies show actually, um, I don't have the number in front of me, but I want to remember reading a study that said something like 65% of people that listen to podcasts actually do it while they're at work. 
Yeah. So, you know, uh, sorry to all those big employers that their employees are sitting there listening to us right now Bro. instead of doing their work. But um, it, it is an interesting time. And, and frankly, I think you can learn so much from listening to a podcast, getting information so that when you want to start your business or you want to do that side, what I like to call a side hustle, mm -hmm. um, you know, you have some background to, to feed on to. Uh, Absolutely. I, I say you can you can almost get a college degree just from listening in your car for 30 minutes while you go to work. So. Yeah, without the six-figure debt. That's right. That's right. right. So, all right. Tell us again, now we got the product, we talked about the product, we talked about the podcast, we talked about motherhood and stress, the company, um, and what your goals are for 2019, but I'm curious about how the brand might attract people, because, you know, it's pretty much from a brand, I'm always curious about branding, you know, Oxygen Financial is a great brand, you know, people see that uh, capital X, capital Y, capital G, G, and they go, oh, X, Y, Gen. That's who they're marketing to is X, Y, Gen. Mm -hmm. um, so when I see motherhood unstressed, I think, okay, yeah, I'm a guy, you right. know. Uh, and, I've, and I've listened to your podcast, and I like it. It's really interesting. But I'm wondering how many guys are really going to be attracted by that brand. Is, have you determined that pretty much your audience is women? Yeah, um, you know, the analytics show that audience is 60% women in the 25 to 35 age range, okay. which I'm totally cool with, you know? I mean, that's that's the beautiful thing. When you find your niche, like you have found your niche, you know, in this, in this world. Um, and that's really, you know, your ideal person and who you really are going to help. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, there's enough people for everyone, you know, to, to make an impact. And so this is kind of at least from the start of the brand, who I'm helping and who I want to help. But the product is not just for women. Very right? true. Very true. So but again, do... it's it's a niche thing too. So So you don't think there's a way to create a second product and brand it that would be I mean it's still sold by motherhood unstressed, but you know, marketed and branded and geared for the male consumer. This is true. This is a very interesting question. Ah, you, you, I see the wheels <laughs> right? turning in your brain. I didn't have enough to do. <laughs> right. Now I got to think of how I can sell my product to men. <laughs> and it's funny though, because I, I, like you said, you listen to the podcast. I get a lot of male listeners, especially when we have episodes about sex. And so that brings in a lot of male attention, which is really? good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think I that's I haven't heard important. those episodes. I need to They're listen on to there. them. <laughs> um, and so that. You're right, though. I mean, the majority of the listeners are women, and that's who I'm marketing to. But yeah, I mean, to expand to the other half gender would be would not be a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tell us again where, if they want to check out the podcast, if they want to buy your product, we know about the stories online. What's the website? Yeah. So Motherhood Unstressed is where you can find me. Um, otherwise, Instagram. I pretty much live on Instagram uh, mm -hmm. under Motherhood Unstressed as well. And I respond to all my DMs. If you have a question, if you you know want to connect, connect with me. I'll, I respond to everything. Okay. And yeah. you're doing all this while raising two small Two boys. boys. Yeah. yeah. And Shandley. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we'll make that the last hot or not. I've asked this. It's been a, quite a while since I've asked this hot or not. Downtown Chambly, hot or not? Oh, hot. Yeah. And getting hotter. Yeah. What? Why? What makes it so? You live in Chambly, right? Well, we're actually in Brookhaven. Okay, that's okay. No, no, um, that's okay. No, I. We sh- like Brookhaven people. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, there's just something about it. It is that small town feel. Yeah. But still interesting and current. You know, like the restaurants that are coming out, the breweries that are coming out, you know, all of the events that they do around the holidays. I mean, it's it's the place to be. You want to hang out here. You don't you know, necessarily need to drive out of your area to have a good time. It's no longer that uh, industrial feel town that it used to be in the in the 60s and 70s. And the, the, you know, the town is changing. So but I love that they've kept a little of that old town feel too, like the industrial look. Yeah, we're not just scraping everything and saying, hey, you know, nothing against town Brookhaven. It's a nice uh, little shopping area. But, um, you know, they they just leveled it and said, we're we're building this right here. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas, you know, here we are sitting at 3411 uh, co-working and it's an old warehouse and, and, you know, they've been a great sponsor over the last year. And so if you haven't been to co-working in downtown Chamblee, you should come check it out. It's a great place to, to come do your work and have an office without actually having to pay rent for an office. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate it. And we will be back in two weeks with another great uh, guest. Uh, Our guest is going to be Lee Miller from elite hoops and he'll be talking about his uh, basketball uh, entrepreneurship that he has going here in Chambly. So thank you again for listening to Between Two Trains.